Hey guys, thanks for tuning in to Hats, Tats, and Sats. If you've ever been interested in starting your own podcast, Anchor is the only way to do it. It's always free. Creation tools allow you to, to record, edit your podcast right from your phone or computer. You can do it all on your own, your way. They do all the work for you. Literally, all you got to do is set up an account, which is always free, on the Anchor app or on anchor.fm to get started. Everything you need is right there. Get it in, get it done, and start making your podcast today. What's going on, everybody? Welcome back to a, another episode of Hats, Tats, and Stats. I am joined here today by one of my two other co-hosts. Matthew is a little under the weather and trying to get better for his trip to Jamaica. And I'm here with Taylor, and we're going to talk some sports. What's going on, T? I had no idea he was going to Jamaica. Yeah, I uh, I knew he was going out of town. I didn't know exactly the location, though. But... uh. I'm jealous. Turns out he's going to go hang out with the Rastafarian vibrations, if you know what I mean. A lot of people going to Jamaica. Pretty sure uh, Jumbo and Missy are going to Jamaica next week. Oh, no shit. Huh. Oh. I get the memo. Yeah, apparently, uh, is Jamaica the New Mexico? Yeah, it must be. I'm going to have to figure it out. Someone's got to figure it out. God knows I can't. Heard that. I'd have to get a passport to go to cool places like that, though. I don't have one of those yet. Yeah, they're super hard to get, I understand. Yeah, well, it takes time, effort, money. Yeah, that's a lot of stuff I don't have. I mean, I feel like I have some of that stuff, but I use it on other things. Well, well what are you going to do, you know? Hey, you win some, you lose some. So, uh, it's been uh, been a couple weeks since the, the big game. It was not the barn burner of an affair that people thought it was going to be. No, good finish though. Yeah, yeah, and it wasn't the uh, it wasn't the snooze fest that we that we had last year. And you know, last year was a good defensive game. Um, I think this year was a good balanced game. Yeah, it was good all the way around. I mean, it, it wasn't boring by any means. There were points, but it was did get out of hand, and then he had to come back, and it's all the elements you want, I guess. For sure, um, you know, I. I don't think last year's game was bad by any means. I think it's just a different style of football that casual football fans don't like. You know, I think a lot of people wanted to see the 42 to 37 game or the, you know, like that, the year that the Chiefs played the Rams on Monday Night Football and put up 115 points or whatever it was. I think people are looking for that. And I don't, I don't ever know if we're going to get that game in the, in, in the Super Bowl. Yeah, I think uh, uh, a game like that in the Super Bowl would be hard to come by. I At the same time, I, I love me some defense, but I thought last year was bad. I just, there was, the defense wasn't exciting. It was, it looked more like offensive ineptitude than it did dominant defense, and that just kind of made it dry for me. Right, and I think a lot of that had to do with the style of teams that you had playing last year versus this year. I mean, there were some good defensive plays this year. You know, there were some some big yeah, plays. Yeah, like I, I was confused. I was watching sacks and turnovers yeah. this year instead of last year's. It was you know just incomplete fourth down, third down passes, and you know what I mean. It wasn't didn't look like dominant defense. Just looked like poor offense. You know, kind of kind of how the XFL looked this weekend. Not that it was bad by any means, but it's it's clear and always seems to be true that. 
defenses come along faster than offenses when you start a new team. That's just a thing every... So it looked... Week one looked like the offenses were just a little behind still. Right. You know, I, I feel like, like last year in the Super Bowl we saw a very, very good coach take advantage of a quarterback that needs a coach in his ear to help him. And yeah, when he and didn't a young have coach that, that outcoached himself too, you know. And yeah, for sure. Old trusty didn't think twice about it. <laughs> you know, and I, I think this year, like I said, I think I think the two teams that played this year were more complete on both sides of the football. Yeah, um, and I think you saw for the first time a really good offense end up taking it to a very good defense that. You know the Niners' offense couldn't keep couldn't keep pace, and I think everybody knew that. Um, yeah, we had talked about that. I yeah. mean, it, it, they they had to try what Tennessee tried to do: run the ball and take possessions away from from Mahomes. And Tennessee did an okay job of doing it, but they couldn't finish drives. And you can't keep up with field goals because they're going to get their points eventually. So if you're going to play like that, you better finish drives, or you're going to get caught. You know, and I, the the Forty ers absolutely. I mean they they had they had a dent they had a one you know they had they had a lead almost the entire game and you know they they did it well and it was just what was it like one one or two drives that could have ended a little bit better that would have turned that game for them and they abandoned the run yeah they sure did you know and it's uh I don't I don't know how I feel about Jimmy G yeah um jury's out for me I mean. It's he seems competent, but I don't think his brain's all there. I think he does have like the physical aspect. I think he's fine, but I think his brain just has these blips on the radar that cost him. You know, he has these flashes of like, oh my god, what are you doing? <laughs> how did how did you look so good for four drives, and then here we are, and you look like Jameis Winston all of a sudden? What happened? Well, you know, maybe uh, maybe Jameis was doing like a seance there or something like that. Maybe he uh, maybe was paid off by someone. You, you the phrase Jameis doing Jameis is now a thing to me for what I had to watch this season. That's just that's just Jameis doing Jameis right there. Yeah, for I sure. mean, <laughs> donking all day. Just just got a donk. You know, cruise cruise the fifty yard line, throw the ball either way. <laughs> oh, that's good. So. uh... <laughs> <laughs> you know, it's it's funny. I was actually while I was waiting for uh, waiting for you to get home and you know to hear back from Matt on what was going on and everything. Um, I was actually cruising the the old message boards on the Facebook machine, and I, somebody you know somebody put up a poll about uh, you know about Josh Allen and whether or not he's the answer and things like that. And uh, I don't think I'm going to be able to find it here, but the one guy commented on it and said something to the effect of you know that he's worried about Allen because there are there were a multitude of backups that came in and outperformed him and that list consisted of Gardner Minshew uh, Daniel Jones Kyler Murray um, Tannehill Bridgewater Drew Locke and Kyle Allen and I looked at it and said, I'm pretty sure the only one on that list that I would want on my team starting over Josh Allen would be Bridgewater. And that depends on, you know, which Teddy Bridgewater we're getting. Because I think Bridgewater's good, but there's also a reason that 
New Orleans is saying they think Tyson Hill is the heir apparent to the Drew Brees empire and not Teddy Bridgewater. Yeah, I mean, I, I get what you're saying in the regards to Bridgewater. I guess I would probably pick Murray out of that pile of people just for an upside. Uh, of, I think he has the highest upside out of that group. But yeah. I, Bridgewater, I think, is more... I think people are just aren't sold that he's completely 100% healthy or like his durability. I think it's more of a question. Taysom Hill to me is a freak. I don't know. I have a hard time comparing people to him. I think that that dude's brain is operating on a different level and that's what makes him so much better and why he can do all that. And to think of, I picture like to me I put Breeze and Manning in the same category about brains behind the center and I think Taysom Hill must have some magical brain and I think they love it and want to use it. So I I can't hold that against Bridgewater there so much. Right. You know, I uh, it was because it was interesting because I was looking through like statistically, and a lot of the guys on that list had very similar like statistical seasons um, to to Josh Allen. One of the big ones that stood out were um, I I forget I I typed it all out and sent a reply to the guy and like. You know, one like I think Murray had statistically more yards, um, like three more picks, a couple more, like I think the same amount of touchdowns. And it's like okay, so they're pretty much the same. But then you add in um, Allen's rushing side of it, and the only glaring, or the only thing that he was worse than Murray in was the fumbles, which was obviously a big problem this year. Right, <clears throat> but um, I mean, as far as the the yardages, the yardage and the touchdowns, like Murray had five uh, touchdowns, and Allen added another twelve or fourteen, I think it was, with his legs, and then you know yardage wise, it wasn't even close. So it's like, you know, the, I, I looked and was like, I don't know, man, like that's part of Josh's game. As much as you know, we sometimes we cringe when it happens or cringe on the called quarterback sweep or whatever it is that works sometimes um you know it's it's a it's a big part of the man's game and how he yeah, plays I'm, I'm glad we're not trying to change him because yeah it does it suck sometimes absolutely but i think it would be a fuck of a lot worse if we tried to make him something that he's not i think we're just trying to heighten the good and do our best to dial back the bad, but without restricting him. Because you saw a couple games where we they held the reins on him, and it didn't look good. Right. So I think we just have to. I mean, I get he's not Brett Favre, but that's who I related to. Like you, Brett Favre made some insanely dumb plays, and he had to get over it because he was going to throw four touchdowns too while he was doing it. So right, tough, you know, deal. You know, and I mean, we we may be looking at the guy who like he's going to make a boneheaded play here and there. He may do something stupid from time to time, but he's going to throw for two, run for two, and you know when you go go and win you a ball game. And you know when I made the comparison to Tannehill, I was like, you know, Tannehill statistically may have been better, but he's a game manager. If if I if my game's on the line, I don't want that dude under center because I don't think he can do it. Yeah, um, if it's the last drive of the fourth quarter and my options are Allen or Tannehill, like. I'm sorry, but I need a guy who can make a play and you know create and extend, and that's just not not Tannehill. And I don't even care in the turnover category. I clean up, clean the fumbles up. 
Right. You know, and I think you can mature and not try and do a, a stupid ladder on the sideline while you're rolling over to your tight end. Like, man, I appreciate the effort, but that's when we got to lock up. But as far as I'm concerned, you can throw all the picks you want, sling that thing, because that's I'm not stopping you. So, right. do go go get it. You know, and it, it's funny because I I love hearing the uh, you know the people talk about the the lateral because it was a big one and you know could have been a huge turnover at a at a big point and everything else and. You know, that's one of those like you you got to live and die with the result of it if you're that player because if I mean if he gets that ball to Dawson Knox and Dawson Knox rumbles for you know twenty more yards or takes it to the house or whatever like that we're talking about what a fucking hero the guy is yeah but, greatest play we've ever seen it's a it's the next no look Pat Mahomes throw Ooh. right but yeah then it's so. What are you going to do? But I just, I think the maturity should lock some of that up, and hopefully they work on ball security in general while he's running. But you throw the ball to whoever you want to. Just throw it as hard as you can. <laughs> I, I agree. And Break their face. You know, that's, uh, I, I, I want a guy who wants to win me a ball game. And, you know, that was, I believe, one of the biggest knocks on, you know, like a Tyrod Taylor, and in this case, you know, a Tannehill, like, I know he wants to win the game, but he doesn't want to go have he doesn't want to have to go win the game. He's gonna I'm I'm not gonna lose it for you, and let's hope everything else works out. Yeah, no thanks. And I think uh, I I sadly think Jimmy G's got a little bit of that going on. To cycle back to the original point of conversation was, uh, you know, I think he's got a little bit of that. I don't know, I don't know if I want to go try to win this one. Yeah, I'm and try not to lose it for you. That's where I think his those blips in his brain, I think, are just lapses of aggression where he just he seizes up and just his his brain, you know, doesn't want to do but his body just goes without him and makes these horrible plays and it's just a mess. <laughs> <laughs> like what well, just happened. It's the whole thing just short circuited. I uh I'm gonna take that opportunity for a fantastic attempt at a segue here. Um Speaking of things that short-circuited once and are on their way back, the XFL started this weekend. The XFL football just keeps coming. So for those of you playing the home game who, you know, I know we have some younger listeners out there that, uh, you know, maybe weren't around for the first first run of the XFL circa the early 2000s. You know, it was a... The, the XFL was originally a concept by marketing genius Vince McMahon to combine professional wrestling with professional football and there was a lot of hope for um, the like almost like an NFL hits type game for those like that type of video yeah. game feel you know the, the, the yeah you know the the cool badass team names the you know, guy, these guys had nicknames on the back of their shirts if they wanted them, which I still wish was a thing because that was awesome. But, uh, I mean, maybe that's just the professional wrestling fan in me. Um, and after an atrocious, I, I don't even know, I think they got through one full season. And then it just, I mean, they, they had some, like, broadcast issues where they were, like, one of their primetime games, like the... Like the yeah. they overloaded the cert circuits or whatever, and like the game blacked out mid broadcast or something. Like it was just a train wreck. Yeah, oh, because that was the network, so the prime time 
the way cable was back then, they had to switch over. So that it was like an overtime game. It was one of the best games they ever had in league history, and no one saw it. <laughs> right. You know, and they like so there was that, and then they actually had something where like they overloaded circuitry and like yeah, and they didn't have their backup generators like gassed up or whatever. Yeah, so they couldn't broadcast the event. <laughs> yeah, so they ended up like broadcasting a game that like was not meant to be like it was like a replay of an earlier game so everybody knew the outcome and people just tuned out because they knew who, how it ended or whatever like and it was just a train wreck i mean they had they had stripper cheerleaders in the stands like motor boating like forcibly motor boating um fans like you know and that that's great if you're going like to basketball yeah you know if you're going to that one-off game in vegas for a weekend with the boys like you know but a lot of it is you know I mean, especially now. You, I mean, we we walk through through a Bills parking lot or go to a Bills game. I mean, there's there's families, there's boyfriends and girlfriends and stuff like that. You know, you you are you are tying football to a very specific demographic in that world, and it didn't work. Yeah, um, it was a lot. And so this <laughs> time they have rebooted it. They have. I, I I like I like a lot of the team names. I think the Vipers isn't a great team name, but we'll get to that. You know, the Dragons feels like you're trying a little too hard. Um, but, I mean, you got the Defenders, the Guardians, the... I mean, there's so many of them. Oh, there's eight of them, but, I mean, they're good. And yeah, that's right up your alley, you Marvel nerd, you. I just heard, I just heard it. And I just heard, <laughs> Guardians of the Galaxy, I heard it in my brain as you were talking. <laughs> and I'm like, you, that's you, for sure. I, I think they're good too, but I I would like a lot of the logos to be different. The names I'm okay with, but the logos kind of bothered me. It remi- it re- looks like an indoor soccer league. So we have the the St. Louis Battlehawks. Great name which, as well. Yeah. Don't even know what uh, it means, but I love it. Well, and their their logo looks like a sword with wings. Yeah. It sweet. actually it actually it actually might be the. Uh, <laughs> the best logo in this thing. I, I agree. It's the best logo in the... Yeah, without question. It might be the best um, name, too. Yeah. Um, you know, the Houston Roughnecks, and when they're, like, they're... Uh, like, their logo looks like the Oilers logo and the Texans logo had a baby. Yep. I like the logo. I hate their colors. Yeah. It, like, because they... We were talking it about this yesterday. so much better. Their jerseys actually look like they could be Texans alternates. Yeah, and yeah, I just, yeah, yeah. Um, you know, the Seattle Dragons, which I don't know how Seattle ends up with weird names. Like the Seahawks is the most normal name that any Seattle pro team has. So, you know, like the Supersonics. Yeah, the Supersonics. The I don't uh, even know what that means either. Right. The like so there's that. But I do know Gary Payton. The, so. the the Mariners. That would make sense, though. I mean, it makes some sense, but it's not a great name. They are getting... We're what the Sabres. Be- Listen, Seattle is getting what may be the greatest name in professional sports. They're getting an expansion hockey team, from what I'm told, and they're going to be the Kraken. Yeah, I've heard of this, and I agree that is... Uh, and I'm not going to lie, top, if... Top-notch. I want nothing to do with anything in the in the, you know in Seattle for the most part, but uh, depending upon the team colors and that logo, 
if the Sabres don't get any better, I might have to be a Kraken fan. Uh, from what I heard, and this was quite a while back, their colors are going to be like the uh, uh, similar to the Supersonics. Like they're gonna, but they're going to take out the orange, so it's going to have that green and stuff. Right. But that was a while back when I had seen. Uh, I think Matt showed me something. It was like a concept logo, like layout thing. I don't know. It was weird. We were trying to figure it out. Well, I'm excited for that one. But uh, you know, then D- Dallas, the Renegades. I like the name. Yeah. I don't yeah, mind. Yeah, yeah. I don't mind the logo. The colors are stupid. Yeah. Like yeah, a lot of the colors don't do it for me. You know, that's that's the Titans and the Cowboys had a baby and they're called them the Renegades. Like I fa- that's one of the things to me that I think they was a little over the top. Like I I some people might call jerseys in the NFL boring, but I think they're clean and well put together and I think that they tried to get a little too crazy with it and it just looks messy. Yeah, it it feels almost CFL ish. Yeah, I just I feel like a twelve year old put those Madden jerseys together. Like that that's they were trying to have a good time, that's what they came up with. Uh, we were we were talking about I, I I believe we decided yesterday this is the uh the, the squad we're throwing our hat in in the ring for. The uh the D C Defenders. Yeah, yeah, big time D C Defenders. Which I like I I'm looking at the logo, I don't mind it, it's a shield. I don't understand the Crossed lightning bolts with the three stars. Yeah, that part bothers me. That's the logo. I'm, I'm, I'm struggling getting on board with it. I'm working on it. I'm getting there, but you know, I, I, I gotta check the away jerseys out and see maybe that'll flash the helmet for me. I don't know. Yeah, and we, we were kind of talking about this last night while we were playing some chell, and uh, you know, I, I think right up there personally with the Battlehawks logo is the Guardians logo. That gargoyle-looking thing is badass, and I dig it. Yeah, yeah, I'm okay with that one. But uh, I can't get on board with a New York team that plays New Jersey, and it's just not my thing. I can't do it. Yeah, I'm sick of that. <laughs> and uh, then we got the uh, the L.A. Wildcats and the Tampa Bay Vipers, which I don't mind seeing the Wildcats name out there. I know, you know, you being uh, a Depuyan and being a Wildcat alumni... Yeah. Or uh, you're you're pretty pretty anti Lancaster things, but you know the defenders wear red and white, so you know we're I'm gonna get you sporting one of those jerseys one of these days. The, <laughs> you know, yeah, I, let's get it. I mean, I got you to wear red during a base for baseball, but I had to do it by putting blue and white in it. So, but uh, we're we're gonna get you figured out in a, in a red rub. and white jersey. It'll be a good time when we get our season tickets for next year. But uh, neither one of us got a huge chance. Load up the season tickets. Yeah, tear it up. But uh, So neither one of us got a great opportunity to watch a ton of XFL, but we both did get to watch some. What were your uh, What were your thoughts on, on the relaunch of the XFL? All right, so we had a little technical difficulty there, so we're going to re- you know, retread. Um, I'm going to get Taylor wearing a red and white football jersey, which is going to be fantastic. And outside of that, um, Dave, T, tell me what your thoughts were about the uh, the relaunch of the XFL. Well, I mean, it definitely looked like football, at least. So, 
Um, like I said earlier, you could tell the offenses aren't completely there yet. There's still, you know, some gelling to do. Um, but nonetheless, I mean, everybody looked fairly competent. I mean, there was, you know, there were some guys that you could tell why they were in that league. But um, I thought for the most part, uh, I think it can only get better. I think they got good ideas um, with some of the aspects of the rules and stuff that they changed. And uh, I think it's going to be just fine for now. I, uh, I enjoy the three-point play opportunity, you know, yep. along with the one. Yep, I think that's good stuff. The one, two, three. I think uh, the one, the one game that I did watch a little bit of, the commentators were saying, you know, they they want to see teams take a little bit more, you know, a little bit more of a chance with the two or the three-point play. Um, I don't know if you'll actually see that because the, you know, the one-point play was pretty consistently done. Um, and, and, you know, from what I saw, looked pretty simple to complete, which I think they kind of want it to be because... Uh, the stats I saw, um, for there was no three-point attempts. Uh, there were more one-point attempts than two-point attempts, but the conversion rate on the two-point attempts was higher. Really? So, yeah, um, I do believe it was 38% compared to 29 or 30%. No. So I think I, I, if that after week one people are going to look at it and at least start to wonder, you know, is that it's a little more, I think it's a space thing because the one-point play goes from the two yep. and the two-point play goes from the five. And I honestly think it's to the offense's advantage to be at the five instead of the two because of that little amount of space that you get to work with. I think it can actually cramp up being too close. So I don't know if the three-point play, because that's from the ten, I don't know if that's going to have, I think now you're too far away, which is, I mean, it makes sense why it's three points at that point. But I don't think we'll ever see that one outshine the two-point play. Yeah, I think it's just nice from a standpoint of like, you know, if you're down by nine, it's not a two-score game anymore. Yeah, and I like the option. I mean, now you got coaches got a whole other thing to think about there too. That's a whole other dynamic of the game. So, when I listen to commentating, we're going to have new conversations, which is cool. I'm not going to hear the same old football rhetoric. It's going to be a different conversation. Agreed. Um, what do you think of the? I know, I know you said you didn't really see see it much, but did you? You know, what do you? What are your thoughts on the on the change of the kickoff? From from what I did see, I think it's the best of both worlds in regards of one making it not a, a boring play. I mean, in the NFL, it's pretty much useless at this point. It's almost a foregone conclusion that the ball's going out of the end zone. So people tend to get up and go to the bathroom during kickoffs. But this, they're promoting play, which is great because that's what fans want to see. And I think they figured out the player safety aspect of it all at the same time which is what you were looking for so i think it might get tweaked uh, a hair but uh, for what they're doing now i think they're doing a, a good trial at minimum i think it's a good idea right yeah I, uh, I enjoy the the modifications to the touchback rules you know like we're we're moving the ball like we're moving the uh the the coverage team and stuff up we're moving the you know return team back keeping them what as like five yards to five yards apart yeah and yep. you know but hey if you blast this out of the end zone they're starting at 
I think the 35 or the 40. Um, if you kick it out of bounds, they're starting at the 45. You know, but if you yep. if you place it, it hits the ground in bounds, outside of the end zone, beyond the 20, and it kicks out of the back of the end zone. They get it at the 15. Yeah. So like, there's a you know risk reward there. And then yeah, and then you're gonna try and find people to kick the ball differently too, because now there's a different aspect of that. So we could see new stuff there, you know. And then neither team can move till the ball's caught, and you know, again, you got to get it between the twenty and the goal line. So it's a whole new world, and yeah, it promotes play, it's, which is good. I mean, it's I I I think we're gonna see more come of it, which I mean, just want more action in general, right? I don't. When I think of offense, I don't necessarily think 50 points. This is That's an offensive play. It's another play that I am actually tuned into as opposed to, you know, a kneel down, which I'm in the kitchen now eating chips. So I don't need more kneel down plays. I need more plays that have action. Right. And that was everything I read on the rule changes that the XFL wanted to make were to promote play, to promote action on the field. You know, that's why yep. the they have the shorter um, play clock. You know, you're not... Yeah, the rate of play. You're not, you're not killing 40 seconds between every every snap. You're killing 25. And, you know, their kickoffs are going to be... There's going to be action. If not, it's going to cost you. Um, yep. Skill guys got head tests. Yep. Which, which was super... In- I didn't know about that until I was watching the game. I was like, Is he, oh, he's talking to everybody. Oh, yeah. <laughs> you know, it's... It, <laughs> Holy crap. <laughs> it's, it's great because, you, see, you know, you're looking and you see, like, the running back and two receivers, like, covering their ear, ear holes to listen to yeah. what coaches got going on and stuff. And, I mean, I, I like that. The one thing that I... Yeah, it took me a minute because the game I was watching, they're in the snow huddle. And, of course, like, you can hear everybody. So I'm listening to... Jones called the play, and it's four words long. I go, there's five receivers on the field. That dude said four words. How does everyone know where the hell they're going? But Zorn on the sideline won't shut up. I was like, oh, oh, he's talking to all of them. (laughs) That's crazy. So Jones is just yelling out a protection and a snap count, and that's it. (laughs) Yeah, I mean, I'm I'm watching. I'm I'm liking a lot of things that they had going on. You know, the... uh, one of the interesting dynamics, which I saw a lot of people say they weren't a huge fan of, um, the sideline interviews after every play, was something that I saw people kind of, kind of iffy about. That, that, that had XFL written all over it for sure. Like that gave me, because the XFL was really um, there was a lot of the stuff they did that the NFL took from them. We watched that uh, documentary that ESPN did or whatever. Yeah. And I and we were so young, we didn't really realize it was happening. But the NFL took a lot of stuff from them, and I could feel that sideline camera in people's faces while I was watching the interview. Like I, I just saw he hate me. I was having flashbacks. <laughs> it was, uh, I, I don't know. It's it was the first. I think they're gonna. That's something that was you're gonna learn on the fly because it's the first game, so the reporters were learning on the fly. So I think that might. I'll uh, I'll wait and see on that. My jury's out. It was uncomfortable, though. Yeah, <laughs> you know, and I, I I know I like seeing the emotion. I like seeing the, you know, the like the like the end game feel of it. I think I don't necessarily need to be here. Yeah, because they didn't get a whole shower to 
collect thoughts for an answer for a post-game press conference. That's off the cuff. There. Right, and I, I did hear rumor that they, uh, there were a couple f bombs that didn't get caught, and a couple not yeah, not sure not was. so uh, not so safe for work commentary that were made, and. See, I was wondering about that with all the mics on the field. Like, there's a lot of stuff going on right. on there. Just, uh, how are you monitoring this? And I think one of the uh, <laughs> one of the one of the funnier aspects, like you know, we we all know that there's players that are mic'd up at different times and for different events and stuff like that. And you know, God knows we saw JJ Watt mic'd up left and right during that playoff game against the Bills. But you know, that that is all, that's also not something that they put out like live. Because you you know right. there's things on the sideline of a football game you're not meant to hear like just like there's things on a bench of a baseball team you're not meant to hear like there's just things that aren't meant to be said or heard by the general public, which is why they do it after the fact when they can edit it out and they can say like oh that would have been yeah, really cool at least on a delay you know, that would be really cool if he didn't drop seven explicitives that we can't air on national TV. <laughs> so I think I think that's an interesting one I could I could do without but at the same time I like it. And I'm not sure how I feel about it as a whole. Yeah, uh, I'll wait and see. It's, I can see the potential of it, but if it stays like it did the first week, then I'm, I'm I could be done with it. The uh, one of the big things. My my favorite one though, sorry, was the one I saw with Pep Hamilton, and Pep's got this headset on, and the guy's leaning over, and he's getting like introed by the the guy in the booth, you know. And Pep's just staring at him, and he's so you can tell he's so pissed. He's got to take this headset off and talk to this guy right now. <laughs> it felt like it felt like if you had tried to talk to Greg Popovich while play was going on, like oh man, <laughs> that was what made me uncomfortable. It's like Pep was really he was he was hurting me while I was watching TV. <laughs> oh, that was good though. I uh, I did I did like some of the. It, it seemed like there was a little bit more passion at times from the commentators. You know, you didn't have the, uh, you know, Joe Buck and Aikman just dry rhetoric back and forth, and you know, Aikman being blitzed out of his mind half the half the game, and you know, fourth quarter hero. The uh, channeling that inner Pat Summerall. Yeah, man. you know, and I, I love it. I love it. I saw, um, you know, we we kind of talked about. Uh, King, the punter, who was the all-pro Raiders kicker for a long time, and the dude's got a big leg. Dude's got a big leg. Yes, still banging balls. And, uh, you know, the one... Um, you know, the one kick, the guy made a, had to run back, and he kicked it from, like, his 15 to the opposing 20 in the air, and the dude had to make an over-the-shoulder catch like he was a receiver. Um, yeah, the other one he just dropped, sat on like the yeah. one from, I think he was on his own 20, I don't yeah, know. And it, it, and it was a great kick, and it was like, do you, if you remember the play in the Super Bowl um, last year, the the punt that didn't touch Edelman, Oh yeah. it, it, it took a similar bounce, where like it bounced, and the dude actually like stepped over it, like saddled it, and it didn't make contact with him. And one of the coverage guys goes sliding in there and takes it into the end zone. And yeah. Pat Mac looking for a touchdown. Pat McAfee is going nuts. Oh, yeah. It was great. He was so <laughs> mad. 
that he was that was in one of the top plays was McAfee's interview with the dude on the sideline. He goes up to him, he's like, What the hell are you doing? He's like, Thought the guy touched it. I wanted to touch it out <laughs> and McAfee goes, Can't argue with that. He gets up and walks away. <laughs> and that that's when I realized that it had potential. But it only could be Pat McAfee, or otherwise it blows. Well, and the best part about the whole thing was like the live call that he's like, he's like, "What are you doing? Why are you doing this?" It was great. It was so <laughs> fun. To, like, and that's the stuff that I love about this XFL. Is like, you know, yeah, that's that is like good. when when we watched like an, like one of the AAF games, like it, it it was that same like it wasn't NFL quality, you know, it was but, but tried to be exactly the yes. same. And like where this like it's not NFL quality. Like I, I, I think I think King is the type of guy that ends up in the NFL after this. You know, after teams see him do, you know, another week or two of that, they're gonna find a way to like someone's gonna give this dude a shot. You know, there's gonna be. Well, I mean, it's a specialty position, and it's somehow there's not 32 of them in in the world, so everyone's got a shot. You know, and I think I think you'll see. You know, other players of other positions maybe not be in the league so long because you know even at that level it showed that they didn't belong, um, and if it hasn't, it will type thing. But uh, I like that they're not trying to be the NFL. They understand that like they're different, and you see, you know, you see guys that like are just out there playing and going after it and having fun. Like you know, I wanted a touchdown. All right, see you later. Because you know what, I may not have a job next week. You know the way these, the, you know the way these non-NFL leagues have gone in the years. You know it, it could be a two-week yeah. wonder. You know, and I, <laughs> I'm I'm living for it right now. So yeah, they all look like they're really enjoying themselves. Like they're just happy to be out there playing. Just you know awesome for them you know i mean for a lot of the guys this is like a last like this, this is like this is like if the replacements was real like i i got keanu yeah. reeves yeah. out there gonna be necking with a cheerleader next week she's so hot you know they're not supposed to franchise with cheerleaders though she's so hot <laughs> i'm just saying i i don't disagree with you but uh Anything, anything else for the good of the order on the XFL this week, or uh, are we excited for next week? Um, I mean, yeah, I'm excited for next week. I'm gonna, I'm gonna watch whatever I'm available to watch. I'm interested, so I'm not gonna go out of my way to set the day aside for it yet. But I, uh, I definitely plan on tuning into some. I gotta find out when my boys play. I'm not a super fan yet, so I don't have the schedule. Memorize, but I'll get there. I'm sorry. I'll get it. I'll get like a magnet or something at least, and start to get it moving. I'm gonna check out the uh, the merch. See who's doing that. Maybe I'll grab a hat or something. You know. Get hopefully, a uh, hopefully it's starter because they had some good stuff going with the AAF, and it's unfortunate that that didn't last longer because those starter jackets were I legit. I agree. They were they were too legit to quit without question. And. Uh, so I think the uh, the last bit of last bit of order here is we were gonna talk Sabers, but they suck. And I think Dwayne said everything we we would ever need to say. Yeah, they're they're on the suck list, right? Oh, now. Is, is that's the first suck list inductee of 2020? 
the savers on yep. the suck list 2020. They slid into it with all the sucking. Left, <laughs> left a suck trail in their wake. Yeah. Terrible. Just terrible. So, I think... I don't even... The, the bad play, I, I'll say it once. Just the bad play doesn't even bother me. Our organization's in shambles, and that scares the crap out of me. And it's depressing. Yeah. So, that's why I don't want to talk about it. Because talking about what's going on in the ice doesn't even do me any good. Because it, <laughs> we're not going anywhere anyways. <laughs> Yeah, when you have a team that can't even get their, like, legends, names right on jerseys, we have a problem. Just Chinese knockout. It's just, it, there's so much wrong. There's so much wrong. That's just, that is uh, just uh, something that shows it, like, shows how bad it is in the underlayers that that, something of that nature could get to the surface of problems. Like, holy crap. <laughs> right. So, you know what's not going to be a Chinese knockoff is I'm going to get Suckless t-shirts made and nice. we're, just, we're going to find ways to pass them out to people. Like, me, oh, you, me, you, and Matt, like me you and Matt are going to get You Just Made the Suckless shirts and we're going to get I'm on the Suckless shirts made for other people and we're just going <laughs> to pass them out. Oh, oh my God. Viral marketing. That's Facebook great. Live viral marketing. I, yeah. And, uh, Weeper, you're first. <laughs> Weepskis. You're getting yours first, buddy. Weepskis, we'll send it to you in the woods wherever you're hiking these these days. So, uh, Weeps, you got to call in sometime. Long-time listener, first-time caller. Oh, God. Listen, Weepskis, download download Audacity. Get yourself a headset. We'll talk. We'll come on. We'll talk some soccer. Bring it. No. I'm not, well, I'm, if the headset takes as long as the PlayStation, we'll see them in <laughs> fucking 2025. Yeah. We'll uh, maybe we'll send him one. Maybe it'll be like a, a, a when's his birthday? We'll send him like a conjoined. Oh yeah, I'll talk to you. We'll get yeah we yeah. can do that. That'd yeah, cool. we'll we'll send it with his shirt. Yeah, we'll get. Yeah, that's uh, that's a give yeah. and take. Yeah, here's your suckless shirt, and here's your headset. Come come join us. <laughs> so, uh, <clears throat> I think I have one one quick question for you, and then we can wrap it up with talk, the talk to me. Who uh. Where Philip Rivers is officially no longer an LA San Diego can't fill a stadium charger. Who who in your opinion signs him or does he does he does he ride off down the dusty trail into the sunset? Listen, let me tell you something. Philip Rivers has thirty five kids, okay, so he's never retiring. Never that's just never gonna happen. Because he's got checks he needs <laughs> to cash. <laughs> So my man will play football. I can promise you. I can promise you. He'll go play for the Browns before he retires. <laughs> He's going to be in the XFL. Don't worry about it. Oh, good call. Yeah, yeah they would have him in a yeah. hot minute. Yeah, he'll be on. He'll be on a roster before Kaepernick will. Yeah, Ooh. went there. Went there. By the way, I'm oh. waiting for the weather to break to uh, host my host my tryout for next year's. Event. Actually, I'm going to do an XFL tryout. Perfect. I'm going to I'm going to wear my transit jersey with big Jaws stud on the back. Yeah, yeah we're doing it. But uh, uh, I like it. So, for those of you who have been paying attention and give two rats ass about our fat asses losing weight, my main man Taylor here got a big win on the Super Bowl, and has been, if you haven't noticed, strutting around with the strap. So, uh, 
Yeah, I mean, I came out hot with it. I've dialed it back a smidge. Just kind of, you know, I needed. You show her off for a while, but you need some personal time. So we've just we've been hanging out and celebrating a little bit. Probably a little bit too much. So I'm probably going to cough the belt up because we've been partying pretty hard. But I figured, you know, I wanted, I wanted her to know how much I loved her. So I wanted to show it to her hard and fast. That way, when she comes home after being tainted by you assholes, you know she'll she'll know who Daddy really is still. So uh, that's, that's that's what's going on here. Uh, I I love how much you're into this because I knew how much you hated that we went with the with the championship belt. I do hate it. No, so you much. Do, you like, don't. So you don't bad. though. You're enjoying every second of it, and I am. I let my boy Will Grice hang out with the belt at the bar for a uh, while. Yeah, I brought it in. I brought it in oh, for so him. Good. He strapped it right I'm sure up. Sure, he did. Yeah. Well, she likes to. She likes to get around. She likes to be showing off. So you know, I give her what she I'm wants. I'm spinning right round, baby, right round, like a record, baby, right round, <laughs> round now. <laughs> Making stuff. <stop. laughs> oh, I think uh, I think it's a good spot to cut her off. You got some. Yeah. I got some editing to do tomorrow when uh, <laughs> when I figure out where our little technical communication happened. Or a technical yeah, error. Yeah. We had a little XFL style yeah. error there. Internet machine. Yeah, we blipped we, it. Nobody brought yeah, the generators. We, we, nobody put gas in the generators. So uh, oh. I will get that figured out and get this posted ASAP. Um, again. Yeah, Weebert needs Weebert it. Weebert does need it. He's. I'm actually upset I haven't heard from him on the social media machines lately. Well, it's because we don't post anything. We're no, losers. We are losers. Well, now it's out. No, Let's we're go. Doing it. So. Um, Outside of Weebskis, if anybody else would like to join us for a guest yeah. segment, I think uh, Matt's going to be MIA here for a little bit with him going to Jama- Jamaica, and uh, you know, so we we Loser. could use we could use a third or even you know a third or fourth uh, compadre here over the next couple weeks. Yeah, who cares? More the merrier. You Play know. a little game. Who's in my mouth? I love it. Oh yeah, <laughs> about time we took this one to a uh, a rank place. We we played yeah, we, play, yeah, we played it pretty clean this time this week. I'm impressed. Yeah. yeah, well, you know, what are you going to do? It's it's a Monday. Yeah, it is, a f- is it Monday? I don't even know what day it, it is. It is a fucking Monday. But, uh, oh, dang. Yeah, so... Uh, Get your ass kicked for saying something like it that. It sure is. Sure. In the case of a Mondays, man. <laughs> but, uh, all right, guys, like I said, if, uh, if anybody would like to join us on here, feel free to, you know, reach out in any way, shape, or form. Keep, uh, keep tabs on us on social media. Just search hats, tats, and stats. We're like the only thing that pops up because it's such a cool name. And uh, yeah, we really thought it through. Crushed it. Honestly, we it, it took way too long to come up with it, and I'm not even sure it's the best name. But it took way too long to get. Listen, there. I'm I'm okay with a rebrand. So if anybody has an idea, I'm willing to listen. Yeah, yeah. But it is. I mean, we are unique, so it is good in that yeah. regard. Yeah, I mean, originally the thought was, uh, you know, you would see the hats and the tats. Well, we talked about stats, but we're not on camera anymore, so. Yeah, things yeah, have maybe changed. We, uh, maybe, maybe we're up for a rebrand. No, we're the Los Angeles Chargers. Yeah. <laughs> I'll bet you we could fill a stadium better than they could. Yeah, because we're fat. <laughs> Two seats each. <laughs> All right, that is enough for this week. Thanks for tuning in, guys. As always, find us on all the social medias. Like I said, Google us, find us. We're around. And not just around, we're around. And I'm out. <laughs>